guys. Welcome to Enter In, the podcast. We hope through this intentional time of listening, reflection, and prayer, you are able to hear the voice of God as we navigate through the journey of life together. This podcast series is created and hosted by Jeff Rogers, an American pastor and missionary who serves alongside his wife, Carrie Beth, in the Czech Republic. Please subscribe and share this unique experience to pause, reflect, and engage with our creator, God, focusing on what he has for us in this busy and ever-changing world. guys, welcome to part five of our series entitled The Book of James. And today we're going to be looking at James chapter four, verses one through ten. And we're going to be dealing with the topics of pride, humility, and even lust. And so today as we get going or whatever day you are listening to this podcast on, the big idea of what we're going to talk about of this podcast message is um, that strife and struggles come from our pride and our selfish actions. And so hopefully the application today as we listen to this podcast is asking in faith and humility will always be the cure for the worldliness that lives within us and something we struggle with often. So James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, and uh, in this part of James, as we have been going through each chapter here, this section is a warning against worldliness, and we'll start here in verse 1. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people. Do not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. This is the word of God. So James poses a question here to begin his discussion concerning pride and how It can cause strife and quarrels in us. He specifically asks where quarrels and fights begin there in verse 1 and tells us that our desire, our desire for pleasure is what causes these conflicts. 
Not only is our desire for pleasure a contrast to our desire for God's will, but I would say it's also filled with futility, with strife. We may lust, we may covet, we may fight, yet we do not obtain anything profitable by these impulses, and oftentimes these impulses to be right, that our way is right. Not only can we find um, our inner self uh, at war against other members of our community, but the inner desires we have can have this ripple effect that negatively impact the community uh, in which we live in or serve in, causing war amongst each other. And I think this is very important for us to grab onto as we listen to this podcast, because it's real easy for us and our pride and oftentimes thinking that our way is the only way. Uh, and, and that can get us in trouble. So the first point of reflection today is this question. Has your pride ever gotten you in trouble? That's easy for all of us to answer. And maybe remind yourself of that time or that story when it did. Has your pride ever gotten you in trouble? And remember and reflect on that story. pastor growing up that used this analogy, this concept of crabs in a bucket. Crabs in a bucket. I know it sounds weird, but uh, just go with me on this. If you ever notice, crabs continually try to get themselves, when they're in a bucket, out of the bucket uh, by crawling on top of each other and pulling each other down. I mean, just get that image in your head when you put a whole bunch of crabs in a bucket. Um, this happens. I grew up uh, living near the coast in America and the USA and uh, went to the beach quite often and saw this happen all, all the time. It is an endless cycle. And as each crab is only trying to help themselves, they're also fighting with all the others. Getting themselves out of the bucket is the thing they are desiring, the thing that they are lusting after. It is their goal. But in the process, it is only causing futility. And so when we take this image and this real-life example of the, the, crab, the crabs in a bucket, um, in a similar way, the contentions that James is speaking of here in chapter 4 are due to selfish desires, bringing others in the community down instead of helping it. Very important concept there as we go forward. So when we go about making decisions on our own way without being led by the Spirit, we will find ourselves living in a cycle of futility, of vanity, uh, pointing fingers, 
uh, digging our heels into this is the only way. And, and in so this way of trying to get what we want is the way that the world does it. Going about it in a lustful way instead of asking or doing in faith, as we read in verses 1 through 3. The strife that is described there in verse 1 comes from the pride of knowing you've got God and the Spirit of God in you, yet instead of asking Him, uh, we become adulterers by compromising our commitment to God, uh, cheating actually on God with the world and our selfish desires. Now, this decision-making is rooted in lust, it is rooted in pride, and it can put us at odds with God, therefore then it puts us at odds with each other, and then that pride keeps us from asking, you know, in faith, in humility, and thus James emphasizes his earlier point of double-mindedness, uh, double-mindedness that we talked about in our first podcast of this series by explaining here the consequences in verses 1 through 10. And so as we pause to reflect on this second question, I ask, why does it seem to be difficult to remain humble before the Lord? Something we all struggle with. Why does it seem to be difficult to remain humble before the Lord? And why do we have such a tendency to want to do things ourselves and prove ourselves. And so pause and reflect on this question. Keeping with the theme of pride in chapter 4, we see an answer to the problem. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee there in verse 7. Submitting to God uh, comes first, putting ourselves back in a place of humility. Then resisting the devil, although it seems very difficult, uh, it's a very difficult thing to do, but if we continue uh, and be consistent in submitting to God in everything we do, resisting Satan is a natural byproduct or outgrowth of that consistent submission. You see, resisting evil requires self-control, which is considered a fruit of the Spirit uh, in Galatians chapter 5. So we as Christians, as believers, should always strive toward a lifestyle that bears the fruit of the Spirit. This will often produce most of our answers to the problems we face. And verse 10 goes on to say that we should humble ourselves before God, and He will be the one to lift us up. Now, if you think about it, we can easily run out of energy trying to do things ourselves. I think that's why so many times we are tired and stressed and you know, and out of energy is we try so hard to do things on ourselves or prove our point or stand our ground on certain philosophies. But God only wants pure and humble hearts. That is the picture of, 
uh, a true God-centered community, to have pure and humble hearts. Now, it got me to thinking, uh, as we are now in winter, um, especially here over in the Czech Republic, um, thought about a ski lift, and I don't know how many of you have been skiing. I've only been skiing a, a couple times, but started thinking about, you know, uh, when I have been skiing, there are two ways to get to the top of the mountain. You can either climb up yourself, which, yeah, try that one, or use a ski lift. Now, focus on this imagery, and let me explain how some of us are trying to climb the mountain ourselves, and that is all rooted in pride. Instead of accepting, uh, let's say, the lift pass from the ski instructor, which would be humility, in order to be carried up. God is willing to carry us up the ski lift when we're humble, if we use this imagery. Um, and think about that. How, how often are we like, yeah, I, I can do this on my own. I could climb the mountain. It's going to be a little work, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm doing it. I don't need any help. This is what I believe to be the best. Or we take the pass from the ski instructor. And so, you know what, out of humility, out of safety too, <laughs> I just want to be carried up and then I can ski back down the mountain. God is willing to carry us up when we're humble. He is willing and ready for us to be totally dependent on him. That is humility. Now, covet, uh, the process of coveting is sometimes called idolatry and it is uh, here in this passage of scripture called adultery. It is actually a forsaking of him to whom we are devoted to, um, to cleave to other things. There is this brand that is put on our worldly mindedness. Uh, that is that enmity to God, that resistance to God. And man may have a competent portion of the good things of this life, yet may keep himself in the love of God. But he who sets his heart upon the world, who places, you know, all chips in, his happiness in it, will conform ultimately himself to it. And as a result, do anything rather than lose its friendship, and therefore is an enemy to God. And I saw this quote where it says, it is constructive treason and rebellion against God to set the world upon his throne in our hearts. Let, let me say that again. It is constructive treason and rebellion against God to set the world upon his throne in our hearts. Putting the world first will lead to destruction. It will lead to disunity. It will lead to hearts full of pride and selfishness. I read this in uh, Matthew Henry's comment commentary. On the, whole, on the whole Bible, he, he says in this, Whosoever therefore is the friend of the world is the enemy of God. He who will act upon this principle to keep the smiles of the world and to have its continual friendship cannot but show himself in spirit and in his actions to an enemy to God. And those are very powerful, powerful words. Um, and it's something that we need to sort of kind of land on as we finish this podcast. And the danger, the danger of our intentions, 
Um, and sometimes even in a Christian community, if you're listening to this and you obviously are in a Christian school or a church uh, or an organization, um, sometimes we want to put our foot down and, and stand for what we, we think is the truth or what we have told ourselves in the truth is the truth, um, but we get mixed and, and, and we start doing things without faith and without humility and out of selfish ambition as we read today. And it is just important to remember that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble and to humble ourselves before the Lord because when we do that, it says there in verse 10, he will exalt us. And we may have asked this last reflection question on a podcast previous to this, but I think it's very important to remember wherever we are in life, wherever we are maybe in conflict or in disunity, whether it's where we work, where we serve, at home, wherever it is and where we are in our life, to reflect on the question, have we ever prayed for something with wrong intentions? In other words, have we ever gone to the Lord asking for a certain outcome? Maybe evaluating our heart, that's not what the outcome needs to be, that we need to run that through the filter of this scripture that we have read today and make sure that we are asking things out of pureness and out of humility, not out of selfish ambition and selfish desire. So reflect on this question. Have you ever prayed for something with wrong intentions? Thank you for joining today's podcast, part five, as we have looked at the notion that strife and struggles uh, come from our pride. They come from our selfish actions. I think it's very important for us to just sort of check ourselves today and our hearts and any situations we may be in um, and understand that that's where these come from. And hopefully we have taken away today that when we ask in faith uh, to God and when we ask in true humility, um, that he will cure us from the worldliness that lives within us, that we are at war with, as, as we have read, um, and that total dependence on God um, brings about a healthy community and a healthy uh, Christian lifestyle. So let me pray, and we will be finished with part five and look forward to part six next week. Father God, we come to you today, we thank you for just the reminder in scripture of what causes quarrels and what causes fights amongst us, among us. And the Lord, our passions, our desires, you know, sometimes as emotional as they are, uh, sometimes our willingness to want to prove others wrong or prove ourselves right, Lord, that it says there in your scripture today that he yearns jealously over the spirit that he is made to dwell in us, Father, and that is a reminder, Lord, of, of so many things. 
Uh, so, Lord, teach us today to humble ourselves before you and that you promise that you will exalt us, uh, Lord, that we will be able to submit ourselves to you and in doing so resist the devil and draw nearer to you. So, Father, we love you and we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Enter In, the podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share this experience with others.